you know, my family and I were disappointed, of course, but there was little that we could do. You know, going back home was not feasible. And I just, I really needed to be with my family during the pandemic, but I could only keep it on for a couple of minutes because it was like so uncomfortable for me. And now like a year later, like I'm wearing my mask 24 seven outdoors. Like I rarely even put it down. A lot of really, really positive things about online classes because, you know, you can take it from your the comfort of your home, from your desk and not, you know, have to get ready for like an hour or two and everything. My, my, uh, my flight, everything was really good. And especially when I'm vaccinated, I was fully vaccinated. So I printed out my vaccination certificate and it was kind of like um, a magic wand. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Science Journal. Today we are going to be talking about traveling during times of COVID. As many people around the world begin to head back home to see their families over the summer or take a small flight out of town for a relaxing vacation, they will all notice that traveling will never be the same as before the pandemic. There is now a clear gap in advantages between vaccinated travelers and unvaccinated, where vaccinated travelers get exempted from quarantine and other restrictions. Vaccination cards have become the golden ticket in this pandemic. Most vaccinated individuals now feel more protected and comfortable against the virus. Today, my fellow research assistants and I, and Professor Anto Mohsen, decided to talk about our own experience with traveling during COVID-19, both before vaccines and after, and how have we dealt with the fear, anxiety, and the time spent in quarantine. So let's go a few months back or even a year ago where some of us traveled before the arrival of vaccines, especially very early on in the pandemic where no one really knew what was going on and how cautious we were all supposed to be. So let's start off with the question of what are some of the things that we did last year or this year that made us feel more protected and comfortable while traveling? I had intended to travel last year, uh, going back to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, to visit my parents uh, during uh, Idul Fitr break, but that flight was canceled by uh, Qatar Airways because of the uh, pandemic. You know, my family and I were disappointed, of course, but there was little that we could do. And even though I know um, we could still travel els elsewhere, we decided to stay uh, within uh, Qatar and um, visit a few places that we haven't got a chance to visit before. Uh, this idea uh, of staycation, which we'll be talking about uh, a little bit more uh, later. I personally didn't get the chance to travel during the pandemic because I thought, well, we knew that, you know, going back home was not feasible. Um, given the cases and stuff like that. So we stayed uh, in Qatar, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I was just coming back from uh, the US um, when it all started. And I remember that back then it was so like non-existent, but at the same time, people were just starting to become worried about it. So some people were wearing masks, others weren't because there was no like, rest like restrictions or uh, laws or regulations that like you know you had to wear masks and stuff like there was none of that and I remember that the flight was very long and I want like we all of us had like our masks on um, and we were actually really afraid to uh, get here in Qatar and um, hear that the airport was closed 
so as Alyssa said, like in the beginning of the pandemic, everything was really uncertain. We really didn't know what was happening. It was all very new to us. And even like finding masks and getting a hold of like disinfectants and everything was really, really hard. I used to like go to Carrefour, go to Almira, go to like all of these convenience stores. And I was not able to find masks or disinfectant at all. So basically I was in Doha, Qatar when it all started and because everything was so uncertain and the moment that, you know, NUQ called off the semester and said that we were going to be online, everybody just started going back home. But the thing is that on the day that they announced it, a lot of the Moroccans in EC, like they left immediately. And I, I was so confused. I didn't have time to like pack all my things. I didn't know what to do. I was all alone in there. So, um, and I was really anxious because if I had stayed in Qatar, then I, like, I really didn't know if housing was going to be free. I didn't know what was going to happen to us. And I just, I really needed to be with my family during the pandemic. So I started trying to book flights and I booked a flight. Um, and I think I got really lucky because I got back home the day before they started like actual lockdown and they stopped wel welcoming all incoming flights. So yeah, if I had been like one day late, I would not have been able to make it back home. I remember that being like the case for a lot of uh, students um, at the dorms where they were like, you know, playing with fire, trying to get tickets and whether or not they'd be cancelled last minute or not. Um, so I feel like that was a very common theme amongst uh, most of students like um, at the dorms. Um, I don't recall why there was a shortage of sanitizers in the first place, but I know that everybody freaked out in the beginning wanting to get like face masks and stuff. And there was this whole argument of like, which face masks uh, should you wear while traveling? the K95 or just the normal surgical mask or statistics about which masks are best suited for that time. And looking back at it now, it seems very bizarre in some ways because like back then no one was vaccinated. Um, vaccines were not a thing yet. Um, and and it just, to see where we have come right now, uh, it's, it's, it's we've come a long way, I say. Along with what you were saying, like I was just recalling my flight last year, um, traveling, you know, back home from Qatar to Oman. And on my flight, there were barely like not everyone was wearing masks. I had a mask with me, but I could only keep it on for a couple of minutes because it was like so uncomfortable for me. And now, like a year later, like I'm wearing my mask 24 seven outdoors, like I rarely even put it down. And it's just so weird to me, like just a, over a year ago, like I found it's very uncomfortable to wear a mask. And now it's just like second nature to me. Yeah, I just wanted to add that um, what um, Asma earlier said, and, and that's related to what Nadia uh, just shared as well, going back home to take classes, right? Because uh, we decided to do online learning. Uh, uh, the um, planning for uh, the return flight back home uh, was anxiety inducing. I, I'm really sure uh, that was the case. Uh, there were new students, class of um, 2024. Uh, some of them initially uh, took classes from wherever they were uh, at the time, but then they were asked to come to Qatar. Um, and that was, I'm sure, anxiety inducing as well from them uh, and the preparations to get all the documents and, and to book flight to get the medical uh, requirements um, checked off. Uh, and so I remember a number of students in my uh, intro to SDS class requested extensions of uh, 
the deadlines for submitting their work because they needed to travel to Doha. I also wanted to add, like thinking of um, all the freshmen at that time having to come into university or, you know, like starting their university career in um, a pandemic would, would have been very difficult. And I guess that's another aspect of this whole traveling situation and um, the pandemic is that now, like it, in a way, there's a silver lining, the fact that you can almost attend your classes from anywhere, meaning that those who want to travel can travel. But um, there's also the flip side of it, which is like, what if the country you're going to doesn't have um, good Wi-Fi connection? What if um, you are unable to have like a like a space to study? Um, and and like just there's a lot of factors that at first you don't really think about, but COVID has completely transformed um, in terms of how we even learn and education and how we do it. Like um, for example, professor, your conferences now you can attend them practically any time um, of the semester without having to worry to like you know sorting a flight out taking time off um, making sure that it's in like a specific period of the semester where you don't have classes but now like you know that is currently possible because of the pandemic yeah Alyssa um, that's correct in fact because of the pandemic I was able to attend a number of conferences that I otherwise would not have been able to attend in person. And one of them was this Imagine Science Film Festival. Oh my God, that was really interesting experience. I got a chance to uh, learn and find out about exciting new uh, science documentaries and science movies. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad about that. But at the same time though, there's one thing about traveling, uh, to me at least, uh, that helps uh, rejuvenate and helps refresh uh, my uh, routine activities. Last year, I didn't get a chance to do that as well. A quick thing about online classes, as Professor Anto and Elisa mentioned, when I came here and started taking online classes, it was honestly hell for me because I live in a very loud household and the internet was being really weird and I would always like be kicked out of Zoom meetings. I would always be struggling with the internet. So like I, kept on pestering my dad to like change the router and get like another one that was better and that um, would allow me to take classes. So yeah, honestly, online classes as much as, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of really, really positive things about online classes because, you know, you can take it from your the comfort of your home, from your desk and not, you know, have to get ready for like an hour or two and everything. Besides online classes as well, just traveling in general, before, I like came for my summer vacation this year, I found it very difficult to adjust. Like I think such a, like an important process of um, traveling is the whole going through the airport and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I didn't know what to pack, how to pack, how to mentally prepare myself for the flight. What are some of the procedures that I needed, you know, to do before I travel, like whether it's like phone bills and whatnot, um, all of that like became kind of, you know, like hard to comprehend because I haven't done it in such a long time. So I had to like physically write out lists of things that I needed to buy, things that I needed to pack and stuff like that because I just haven't, you know, you haven't been like flexing that muscle for a while. So then it loses the ability to do stuff that you would necessarily not think twice about before. Um, but that was a very difficult part for me, like traveling this year. 
um, not being able to mentally prepare myself for traveling um, and what the excitement of traveling was. Uh, I, so that was a feeling that I, like an emotion that I battled with uh, before, you know, traveling this year. So I just would like to share my my experience, my recent experience. I, I traveled um, less than a month ago and it was really, um, it was pretty smooth. My my uh, my flight, everything was really good, and especially when I'm vaccinated, I was fully vaccinated. So I printed out my vaccination certificate, and it was kind of like um, um, a magic wand. So I was in the airport. I just showed them that. I didn't even have to do um, uh, to do again a PCR test. So that was really good. So it, it kind of like saves um, a lot of time, and I don't I didn't have to wait and pay money and just like waiting for the result again and in like in the new airport, but I had to do it before I traveled. So um, the vaccination, I think it it's making the process easier for traveling now. And uh, it's really different. Like, I mean, when you go there and you see people are waiting in lines and you're just so tired because of your flight, even if it's a short flight, you just tired because of the layover. Um, if, you, if you had like some, um, um, transfer points on the flight and it's not a direct flight so I think the vaccination was really really helpful like just that paper it makes <laughs> it makes it way easier so what are some ways uh, that you guys are you know some ways that help you guys stay updated on these travel policies that they're always changing and sometimes we're given information that's not accurate and you freak out, but how do you make sure that you stay updated with the right information? Especially within this time, like it's just so unpredictable sometimes, like for vaccinated people and from what countries you're coming in from, like it's just a whole process. So how do you kind of keep up to date with that? So for me, I think one of the key helpful things that I did to, to keep updated on these policies was um, actually my aunt works in the Air Force. Um, so I knew a lot about like what are the regulations the airlines were coming out with and what uh, when or what we should be doing and um, that kind of stuff so I would usually turn to her um, for information because she would usually get it from like the ministries themselves or the airport themselves or the countries themselves depending on where um, we were traveling to and then another thing that I would keep up to date with of course um, is like, you know, the, the uh, local news agencies in Qatar, for example, like I Love Qatar, uh, Doha News, those kind of, you know, more popular uh, news outlets in Doha. For me, I especially look at the website of the Ministry of Public Health of Qatar because they usually have all the updated um, policies and rules and everything. And also NUQ sends us emails and everything. They try to help us out, even though sometimes like there can be some miscommunication or something, but they usually, they're, they're very like on top of that. Yeah, the same with me. Um, I rely on the Qatar Ministry of Public Health website because uh, changes on uh, regulations of what you need to do before traveling or, or you know, what you need to prepare before coming to Qatar uh, can change uh, quite rapidly. Uh, and one experience recently um, uh, that helped me figure out where to go for information is actually uh, the Qatar Airways website. 
it will list all the requirements, what to bring, uh, what to do before going, and what to do before coming back to Qatar as well. And this relates to what Hakim said earlier, having been vaccinated fully before your date of travel can be uh, really advantageous, can be the golden ticket, like Nadia said earlier. Um, it would make your travel a lot uh, easier. Um, and um, that doesn't happen to everyone, of course, right? I mean, there's still certain uh, people who uh, haven't been vaccinated yet or cannot get vaccinated yet. And so uh, another sort of like a, a golden ticket or a, a becoming a standard requirement nowadays is PCR tests, uh, especially for children uh, below 12 years of age. I think the pandemic has made us all stronger, especially with PCR tests. I wanted to mention how it's also um, important to be following the Ministry of Health of the country you're going to and the country you're departing from. So that's what I kind of like to do. And something interesting that I also like to do is I like to follow the Instagram accounts of um, airports um, because they also update information in a very like concise and coherent way and it just makes it easier for me. And um, it's like just great to know that I have another source to look back into. Um, so moving on, um, as we have mentioned, traveling through airports can be a fearful experience for many people and especially families. And it can be inconvenient for these families because some of them, some of them have not been able to vaccinate their children because you know vaccines are not made available to all children um, everywhere yet. And back in March of 2021, I wrote an article about staycations and how they have been becoming um, you know, a better option for vacation during the pandemic. So a staycation is basically a vacation that you take without leaving your town or going uh, far away. People enjoy taking staycations in their ho hometowns as they are near to their homes that do not have to endure going through the process of traveling you know, through a pandemic. Um, which consists of PCR tests, quarantine, and other restrictions that will come along the way. So um, I wanted to ask you guys, what are some like staycation options that people can take? Or what are, what are some staycations that you have taken during this pandemic? It was difficult to decide on a place or what to do for a staycation because most hotels were also... So like people tend to go to hotels, for example, for their swimming pools, for their buffets, for their breakfast, for um, that kind of activities that you get to do in them. However, during the pandemic uh, in Qatar, uh, while, while people were wanting to go to staycations, the uh, indoor pool, sorry, the pools in general and, this, and the beaches were being closed off, which for me discouraged us from uh, wanting to, for example, go to a hotel for a staycation. Um, similarly, um, breakfast would be usually served to you um, in your room which kind of beats the purpose of seeing people around and having that like staycation kind of uh, vibe or atmosphere that you'd usually get um, I, I think luckily one thing that helped me um, during that time was um, staying at home not even a staycation but staying in our house for a staycation and what we would do is we bought a kind of like a pool 
and we set it up like one of those big plastic pools you can have um and we have uh you know a nice garden um which my mother cares for a lot so um it was filled with flowers and everything and you know we'd make ice cream and make desserts and stuff like that and bring them to the garden and just eat all together as a family um and and i think that that's another part like what made it a staycation was also during that time um a lot like my parents weren't going to work because of the country being in lockdown so that also meant that we could be together um you know without having to travel and i think in my i don't know how many years of existence 21 years or so i don't think i've gotten to spend much time with my family as much as i did during the pandemic truly like um being able to sit with them enjoying our time vacation i don't think it's it's not part of um the culture that, or the things i actually do so i don't do that <laughs> personally but uh living in the dorm i think it was um it was interesting because um so many people had left and fewer people who stayed uh most undergrad students they left so the the dorm was empty especially in summer and i mean now it's been, it's been empty for the last three months um but uh over time you know we can like um, start we've started uh, developing like kind of like a community like smaller community of people who stayed and we would check on each other and see how we're doing and um get in touch with each other and uh, um help each other out or if somebody needs anything um and hang out together and spend time together in the way that doesn't uh, violate the regulations of of the dorm So this is just like in a nutshell um, the dorm experience. It's definitely it's not the same as before. Um but it's still there's still like a sense of community because people who stuck in the country for different reasons um we we became even closer friends and um because of this. That's wonderful. It's nice to know that uh you guys managed to form a community nonetheless, right? During the pandemic and and try your best just to enjoy um uh, staying here in Doha. Uh I I personally uh love the idea of staycation and I've done um a staycation a number of times in Qatar since I arrived here in August 2015. In fact there's a website that says top 38 places to visit in Qatar on your next trip. Uh I read through it and I realized oh I visited a lot of these places only a handful that I haven't visited. So sometimes doing staycation can be challenging especially if you already visited a number of uh, uh new places. Well and I want to mention this that Jasim who is here with us uh but hasn't really uh, spoken yet took me to zikrit back in december of 2020 <laughs> i've driven past through the area but i've never really explored uh the area up close so justin took me there and then a couple weeks ago uh he took me on um stargazing trip to the middle of uh desert uh and that was a new experience and and something different but for the most part many places um that are interesting to visit and explore in Qatar I've I visited already similar to Hakim I haven't really um 
Bilal's staycations in Qatar at all because it's just not something that I thought of doing <laughs> as a college student right now because I'm either like thinking of my assignments and everything or I just I'm just thinking of going back home the moment we finish the semester so yeah <laughs> and one thing that I wanted to mention as well um, was the quarantine experience that you know we've been through so far in the pandemic I, I had to quarantine for seven days when I came back in October to Doha and honestly it was pretty depressing, <laughs> even though like I'm really grateful for, um, you know, the quarantine facilities that we have in Education City. I'm really, really grateful for that. But it was pretty unbearable. Like you're just alone for seven days and you cannot do anything. I had classes, but um, I was just there talking to literally like the walls <laughs> in my room. Um, and also like it was my birthday. So it was really, really depressing. <laughs> yeah, I remember the quarantine experience just not being really a memorable, I mean, not being a very pleasant one. I mean, especially for me, I spent 14 days, um, seven days in a hotel and seven days at the dorm quarantine. And it, it was just way too long. Like the moment where I, you know, like, especially from leaving the hotel and going to the dorms, that little small moment of freedom it's just, it's way too small and you, you try to cherish it, but yeah, it's just not really a, a fun experience, but I'm happy now that we're vaccinated and hopefully we don't have to go through that because it is very lonely. And I think if I didn't have university to keep me occupied, I would not know what to do with myself. I was wondering, uh, perhaps maybe you guys could share what are some of the things that you've done or have been doing uh, to help you uh, stay positive, uh, keep up your spirit? One thing that I've really been enjoying doing, uh, enjoyed doing this summer is I got back into Pinterest. Um, I loved Pinterest growing up. I loved looking at boards and making boards. And it's just a great way to lift my spirit and like gain some inspiration because you know you know sometimes summer is a bit too long and you need some sort of inspiration you want a new hobby to do and I love looking at you know inspiration on Pinterest Pinterest for a number of things and for recipes for room decor whatever and it's just a great way to help me look forward for things and creating the, those boards it's just like really therapeutic for me. I agree with Nadia. I think one thing for me, um, a lot of people actually got into their favorite hobbies during quarantine. Um, I tried to like join a lot of different groups and uh, attend a lot of the programming that, like for example, universities made. Um, whether it's like like NUQ cooks back then or NUQ paints, um, we, where we would cook together as a community or draw together or paint together. Um, other things that I liked, enjoyed doing was um, really like trying different, you know, dishes. Um, uh, painting was a big part of it. Like I, I feel bad because I probably painted every single table we had at home during the pandemic. Um, but I think that like every time I look back, it's it's so nice to see them and see like, oh wow, this was a result of such a hard and difficult time on all of us. Um, that something you know, nice came out of it. And yeah, I think uh, it really gave me the chance to develop a lot of my skills, uh, you know, regarding my artistic um, hobbies and creative hobbies. Uh, so yeah, that that's what I personally did during the pandemic to help 
you know uplift the spirits and you know keep me going through you know pushing through the semester and stuff like that for me i think um one of the things that really really um kept me occupied during the pandemic especially in the beginning of the pandemic was tiktok just the amount of sheer content that there is in there cute animal videos funny videos cooking videos painting videos everything so honestly i feel like that's one thing that really really kind of even kept me sane during the pandemic because i would just like be really really bored and i'd take my phone and start going through tiktok and i'd immediately start feeling better <laughs> sports i think sports um all different sports i've been playing have been really helpful uh during the pandemic when everything was during lockdown uh obviously uh courts and gyms were closed so uh running mainly running was really useful and home workout that also helped i would say like any uh, physical activities um that was my way of coping during the lockdown and it was really useful thing great yeah um i also have uh, been turning to uh doing exercises at home uh, once in a while i try to um uh, go out to the sports facilities that we have here in education city i play badminton for example with hakim and friends um a few times uh earlier this year um and and swim when there was no lockdown um but the other thing that i've been doing to uh keep up my spirit and stay positive and and uh look forward to uh you know a more livable uh conditions during pandemic and please don't laugh is work <laughs> i i've been working and and i've been coming to office um more often than i would otherwise during summer months this summer uh and in the beginning uh thankfully because there were summer courses uh, i still got a chance to meet a few professors who were teaching summer classes but after a while it seems that it's just been me who goes to the office <laughs> i i realized i would need a break as well um and one uh activity that i managed to do a few weeks ago here in Qatar Doha uh this goes to the idea of doing staycation as we talked about before is to visit the national museum of Qatar but it was really when um uh, finally uh my family and i decided to uh take a a real vacation that i i you know um realize that yes this is what we miss um so we had originally intended to go back to indonesia but we canceled the plan because of the rising uh, covid-19 cases uh that were going on over there and we switched uh to a new place um that we haven't visited before uh to antalya turkey and it was a nice place to visit and um despite the uh stress of travel right going to the place and coming back to Qatar preparing what we need to prepare there are a few moments that uh we really enjoy just just being there uh, outside and enjoying a new place so so that was helpful i really liked listening to 
how the pandemic and the quarantine really turned us to be creative and explore new things. Um, I think that's a nice silver lining to look at. This has been a very difficult time for everyone and it's good to know that there was some sort of silver lining, even if it was small, even if it's a small hobby or something, just something to lift our spirits up. I think that concludes our episode. I hope our listeners have gained something, some ideas, some maybe advice while traveling, some things to maybe do while in quarantine. And uh, I think that concludes everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Science Journal Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, sciencejournalqa.com, and follow us on Instagram at sciencejournal.qa. This episode of Science Journal was produced by Professor Anto Mohsen and his research assistants, Alyssa Maflah, Asma Naqib, Nadia Lianne, Ahmed Jassim, and Hakim Al-Maghdad. It was edited by Ahmed Jassim, Alyssa Maflah, Asma Naqib, and Nadia Lianne. Graphics and artwork by Ahmed Jassim.